It's Paul Smolin, M.D., your PEDCAST host, bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions, he has answers. And here is your PEDCAST host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Greetings and welcome. This is Dr. Paul Smolin, also known as Doc Smo. Thank you for joining me today for this PEDCAST, a place where you'll find practical, timely discussions of child health topics. For the past 27 years, it's been my privilege to care for a generation of children and young adults. Mix together a lot of experience, a dash of humor, and some insightful opinion, and you have a PEDCAST. Since I'm probably not your child's doctor, the information and opinions expressed in this edition of Doxmo.com is meant to be a supplement to your child's regular health supervision visits. The opinions expressed are exclusively mine. Let's talk kids with today's topic. Dr. Paul Smolin here. Thank you very much for joining me for this podcast. Today we're going to do something a little different than most of my podcasts. Usually I do research with AAP guidelines and CDC guidelines and try to bring you the latest health information and try to translate that into practical advice for parenting. But not today. Today we're going to do an opinion piece regarding sports and your kids. I'm going to give you my opinions, which I think on this issue happen to be important and relevant to your parenting. So we're going to talk about how you should handle sports and your children. Dateline, Pittsburgh. Referee treated for concussion after being body slammed by a parent. Dateline, New York. Brawl breaks out at a hockey game for school-age kids. Eight parents treated at local hospital. These are true stories. Parents are out of control, especially when it comes to organized sports and their kids. I don't know what's going on, but something really bad is going on. So today, I thought we would talk about how parents, in my opinion, should deal with the whole issue of their kids and sports. But first... Let's define exactly what we're talking about. Let's divide sports into organized sports. You get a uniform, you pay some money, there's a coach, there's a practice schedule, yada, yada, yada. And then non-organized sports, which I think are way more important than organized sports. You go to the park, you find some people to play with. You go to your school, you find some people to play with. You go out in the neighborhood, you make up a game, you play in the street, you play in somebody's backyard. This is non-organized sport. Now, the key with non-organized sport is there are no adults involved, which makes it way better, in my opinion. So, we're going to talk specifically about the benefits of non-organized sports. And, you know, we can all just open the paper and look at all the ugliness about organized sports and see where that goes. But I want to specifically target the issue of non-organized sports and why I think your kids uh, should be involved in these. I was really fortunate as a child 
to have grown up near a school and, and near a park. And that allowed me to get a lot of playing time in. All of my free time was going to the school, going to the park, going out in the neighborhood, and picking up a game of this or that. When we didn't have a game, we made up a game. When we didn't have enough people to play, we used imaginary players. I used to play baseball games uh, all day with two or three people where we had imaginary people on every base. The games would go on forever. Everybody got to bat a thousand times. It was fantastic. It was the ultimate in baseball. It was had nothing to do with baseball, but it was we had a great, great time. So I really cherished that time. Now, I was fortunate enough to be a good enough athlete to play varsity uh, uh, tennis in high school and in college. And so I got plenty of exposure to the world of organized sports. I got a lot of coaching, and it was a good experience. I certainly honed, honed a lot of skills and learned a lot of valuable life lessons in that experience. But I would say that I probably had unstructured play about 10 times as much as I had structured play. And I think, in hindsight, the more valuable time was the unstructured play with my peers, with people. You know, I'd go to the park, I'd meet people. You know, I, I, lear I learned a lot with unstructured play. So why are children getting less non-structured play today than they did when I grew up? Well, here come my opinions. Number one, organized sports... There's a place for them, but they're way overemphasized, and I think that it's gotten out of hand. You can see that parent behavior has gotten out of hand, as well as just the volume. Kids get signed up at, when they're five years old, and you know, parents think that they're not doing a good job unless they get their kids involved in these activities from an early age. And I think that that's wrong. Number two, and here's the big one. Television has a tremendous effect on us. You know, the TV is on an average of six hours a day in most people's homes. And people aren't watching it, but it, it's going. And the messages that are coming through the television have an effect on us. Amber Alert, Oklahoma, child abducted. Be on the alert. Well, we don't live in Oklahoma. We live in North Carolina. Doesn't matter. You need to worry. Or there's crime everywhere. People are driving down the street, picking up little kids. You need to be, be very, very careful. You know, all this stuff is really making us crazy. We worry. It's the, it's the emotion of our era, anxiety and worry. I make a living taking care of kids and parents who have excessive anxiety. I keep psychologists' retirement funds completely funded, sending them families with worrying kids and worrying parents. It's terrible. we got to turn this around. So one thing you can do, turn the TV off. I'm, I'm very big on turning the TV off. Another thing you can do is facilitate non-structured play with your kids. You have to work at this. That doesn't mean you can't be there. It just means you need to stay out of their business and let kids be kids. If you want to make some extra cash, I recommend pharmaceutical stocks, that uh, specialize in anti-anxiety medicines. That's a little cynical, but hey, it's my podcast. Ooh, 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 Doc Smo, Doc Smo, I got a question. Why is it so important that kids have this 
what you call non-structured play, non-organized play. Okay, well that's a really good question. That's exactly where we're going with this whole talk. When your child is out on a field with other kids, there are opportunities to learn, learn, learn. All sorts of life lessons. Just think about what's going on out there. No parents around. They're having to organize themselves into teams. Leadership. Learning leadership. They're learning to compromise. They're learning to share. I don't want to play that game. I want to play this other game. They're learning to respect others. They're uh, listen, learning to listen to other people's opinions. They're learning flexibility. Great trait as an adult. They're also learning that they can't always win. And nobody's going to give them a trophy for losing. You know, because they just lost. And they're learning to problem solve. Just think about those things I just mentioned. This is what Mr. Obama calls teachable moments. There are bukus of teachable moments going on out on a playground. They're, they're learning what to do when kids cheat. They're learning what to do when they're bored. They're learning what to do if they don't have enough people to play. They're learning all these life lessons and they're doing it with one another and they're becoming better at human interaction. I can tell you if you, if you just review those traits I just mentioned, ability to compromise, ability to share, ability to respect others, leadership qualities, flexibility, graceful losing, and problem solving, that sounds exactly like the kind of child you should want to raise and the kind of child who's going to be a very successful adult. They're not going to be overly focused on themselves. They're going to be good with other people. They're going to know the value of leadership and hard work and respect for others. And that's where I think this all goes. So give them a chance to get out there and play without adults interfering and let your child learn, learn, learn. So it's pretty clear from that little conversation that my opinion is that most of your child's play should be unstructured play. Now, there is a place for organized sports and team sports, but I think it should be the minority, not the majority of your child's play. And be very, very careful if one or both parents encourage the organized sports for any of the following reasons. It'll look good on his resume. Or, I think he's so good, he could get a scholarship with that. Or... Oh, man, he does. He plays that sport almost as well as I did when I was a kid. Ding, 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 ding. These are all trouble signs, if you ask my opinion. I don't think kids should be playing sports to earn money, i.e. scholarships. I don't think they should be doing it to uh, fulfill a parent's uh, fantasy or to uh, make a resume look good. I think those are all the wrong reasons to play sports. The reasons to play sports are to get fit, to learn uh, skills, to uh, have fun, to maybe uh, be lucky enough to play on a team and learn the whole team approach that it's not all about you, it's about the team, and to learn to win gracefully and to learn to lose gracefully. Here is what I want you to take away from today's talk. Now, play is when your children get fit and they learn skills out on a playground, but it's also when they develop their attitude towards others. 
and what attitudes do you want them to learn? What I want them to learn is to respect other people. I want them to learn to compromise when there are disagreements. I want them to learn to be a leader at times. I want them to learn to stand up for themselves and also know when to walk away from conflict. And I want them to learn to solve conflicts without violence. So in order to learn those big, big lessons, that's a, that's a tall, tall order I just laid out, they need a lot of time. They need months, years, maybe even decades of play in order to learn all that. And you have to provide it for them. And this is non-organized sports. I think this is arbitrary, but I think that the amount of organized sports should be about one-tenth the amount of non-organized sports. Just something for you to hang your hat on. Hopefully I've convinced you that being out and playing unstructured play is really good for your kids. But the only way you're really going to achieve that in the long run is going to be to turn off the television, turn off the video games, limit the computer. Because if your kids are playing those things, they're not going to be out playing. So make sure you give some thought to that, and I'll refer you to my podcast on limiting screen time uh, with, for a discussion about that. Now, gold currently is trading at over $1,000 an ounce. It's more precious than ever. And in my opinion, so is the golden rule. So a priority for you today is to make sure your school-age child or older knows the golden rule and that you reinforce this over and over and over again. And you remember the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. It's a great life philosophy. And if you do that... And maybe if your kids get lots of experience out on a playground, learning how to solve problems, learning to respect one another, maybe, just maybe, they will live in a world with fewer columbines, less exam cheating and tax evasion, and maybe a world with more tolerance, volunteerism, civility, and respect for those around them. Sounds good, doesn't it? This is Dr. Paul Smolin, your PEDCAST host, recording from the famous Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks for joining me today. Feel free to leave comments and to subscribe. I try to put new content on weekly. Uh, I love your feedback. I'm planning for this to be a long-term project, so uh, your comments are really valuable to me. Thank you very much. This is Doc Smo. Wishing your kids plenty of play and values that point them the right way. This podcast would not be possible without the help of the following contributors Anne Gesner, PNP Extraordinaire, for her editing assistance, Seth Rocketman Jaffe. For providing inspiration and guidance. Dr. David Jaffe, whose beautiful pipes created the introductory voiceover. Dr. Robert Beezer for composing this fantastic bumper music, which is performed by two phenomenally talented young musicians, Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof. Thanks, guys.